views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And today we've got two hours of amazing talk radio for you, just like we do pretty much every day. Uh, For those of you that are listening to the Dr. Pat Show, for those of you that are listening through Transformation Talk Radio, um, you get that pretty much 24-7. Um, you know, I was talking with someone the other day and I was saying what an extraordinary time it is that we live in. And, you know, Benny and I have been kind of doing this together here for 14 years. So let me say hello to Mr. B. Happy day, Mr. Benny. Hey, Pat, to you too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't even believe that January is over. I know it's a blur. It's it's like, where did January go? Behind us in the past. Where? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's cute. There was a lot going That's on, cute. you know. We've been flooded with so much information, new information, things we don't want happening and did and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know how it is. I know. And hold on. I got something clinging in my background here. Um, but, you know, part of this is really looking at you know, what's changed in the world. And that's what today's show is about. You know, it's talking about something that has changed in the world. You know, cannabis and spirituality, and this is an explorer's guide. Um, And you're going to hear more about what Stephen Gray is talking about when he talks about an explorer's guide to an ancient plant in an ancient plant spirit. And, you know, here's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about what it is we've learned you know, from the greatest gifts that we can bring forth and looking at the medicine for body and soul. Now, I got to tell you, Benny, that we've heard stories in 14 years, you and I have, along the way before, first of all, before we could even legally talk about cannabis, talk about, you know, uh, its medicinal purposes. Now the world has changed so drastically. And I think our state, the state of Washington, was one of the first uh, to come out of the gate and authorize medicinal, uh, as we like to call it, medical marijuana these days, uh, which is a little bit not the whole story. But, you know, we've now come full circle to now understand, 
you know, what the nature is of healing with this. Everything from my friend getting uh, oil for her son that has autism to pain that people have not had any help with. But what is the spiritual nature of this? You know, what is it about the plant itself that has had a journey that has been included in, you know, sacred rituals for years, decades, centuries that we have not brought to the table to talk about. And that's what we're doing today. You know, Stephen's joining me here. He's a teacher. He's a writer. He's, you know, been out in the world discussing spiritual subjects and, and what these absolutely incredible medicinal properties are everything from tibetan buddhism native american uh, cultures and you know ethnogenic medicines around the world so if you're thinking what did she just say well today's show is to get back to returning to sacred world sacred rituals and he's also written a book about that but what is it that we want to take away from this that is so pure, so sacred, and protect as we move forward to fully explore the healing and the spiritual nature of cannabis? Stephen, thank you for joining me here today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay, I want to just kick it up old school for a minute. Um, you know, I have something that um, I did a number of years ago, and we're kind of resurrecting it now, and it's called Street Smart Spirituality. And I wanted to talk about that with the world because if we don't stop for a minute and put the dots together, and I'm going to probably, I'm probably going to say something that's not going to fully represent what you've discovered. But if we don't connect the dots with ancient wisdom in a really street smart way to help each and every one of us heal at many levels, we are really missing the mark. And I wanted to ask you, how has this opening now for cannabis enacted a whole new level of connecting to its spiritual origins. Hmm. Okay. So I, I know see. we're coming right out of the gate with this, whatever yeah. they told you about me. It's, it's like, I, I just want to get to the depth of what you do. How's that okay. sound? <laughs> no holds barred is fine by me. Awesome. Uh, so could you maybe rephrase that question in a shorter question? Just so it's really clear what you're asking. Yeah, what's really, uh, for me, is we're taking something that's so ancient, so old, you know, that has been part of spirituality for thousands of years, if you even want to go back as far as we can go back, and we went through a period of time where we so we totally tabooed the element of it, and now it's in a resurrection mode, and yet the clarity about what is rising is really blurred. People don't understand it. They don't know what the, you know, the possibilities are. And that's my question. You know, sure. what is it that we should know about the resurrection of cannabis and spirituality? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, as you've said there, this plant has a very ancient history on this planet for all types of uses. Um, uh, 
throughout the throughout much of the world actually it didn't reach the so-called new world until perhaps 500 years ago when the Europeans came but throughout Asia Middle East Europe and Africa it has an ancient history of multiple uses and we know just at the least from archaeological records that spiritual use goes back at least to the Neolithic approximately 7500 years ago where they have found uh, seed residue in the grave sites of shamans um, and so it's it's uh, it's one of our oldest plants some people may say it may be even our oldest plant other researchers have claimed that we have co-evolved with this plant um, so the question is well there's several questions there one is how does that work why is that the case why is it a spirituality a spiritual ally pardon me and also we could talk a little bit about why that has not been recognized in modern times that's almost a separate topic it's a bit of a sidelight to the main issue um, so maybe I'll just address that briefly uh, there's uh, without going into a big sort of sociological analysis or whatever socio-political economic analysis uh, the the plant has been vilified in the 20th century in particular uh, and I, you know you could say a lot about why that is but it, it, it has to do with you know a controlling controlling mentality for starters and also in the United States in particular there was some uh, racist and economic motivations behind that uh, the uh, Harry J Anslinger was the uh, first head of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, which later became the uh, FBI or the no the DEA, pardon me, um, and he was on a campaign to vilify cannabis uh, to promote his own career and the funding for the FBN. So he created this whole reefer madness thing, or had a lot to do with it in conjunction with some yellow journalists like uh, William Randolph Hearst of the San Francisco Examiner, I think it was. Uh -huh. um, uh, so there was that all going on. At the same time, in the United States as well, there was uh, the development of new petroleum-based products with companies like DuPont. And they were interested, they weren't actually after uh, the female plant, the psychoactive plant, they were after hemp, which was growing all over the country and had been for a very long time. In fact, the United States Constitution is printed on hemp paper, the original version of it. Um, so hemp is central to uh, American history, but it was and it was used for all kinds of products that DuPont wanted to replace with petroleum-based products, nylon, you know, all that sort of stuff, cosmetics, rope, cloth, clothing, everything. So they they participated in this um, disinformation or misinformation campaign. Um, and of course now it's coming back uh, as we start to realize that was a bunch of BS, um, nasty business as it were. Uh -huh. uh, so there's that. So the question then maybe is, uh, you know, how how is cannabis a spiritual ally? One way, there's several ways to talk about it. One of them is, uh, as I refer to in the book, uh, a phrase or a term that I like is uh, non-specific amplifier. Uh, this is a term that's applied to a number of these entheogenic or psychedelic plant uh -huh. medicines. Um, and essentially what it means is there's an energy generated by the uh, intake of that particular substance, which uh, can be, and essentially for spiritual purposes, needs to be channeled. Uh, so uh, what cannabis 
does, and this is a sort of a, I guess you could say, somewhat non-scientific description of the function. I know a little, I'm not by any means a scientist, but I mm -hmm. know a little bit about the uh, biochemical function of the plant as well, but in the sort of non-scientific sense, uh, it functions as an amplifier, it energizes things. So it energizes your intention. So if your intention is to, uh, in the largest sense, wake up spiritually, it can amplify or enhance or energize that intention. So uh, if, your you know, if your intention is to meditate with it, do yoga, other kind of very present mindful ways of using the plant, it can empower, strengthen those those capabilities. I could say a lot more, but perhaps yeah, you'd like yeah. to ask another yeah. question. Well, I, I think we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, first of all, the format of the book and, you know, who some of the contributors to the book are. And the reason that I find that so important is because each of the contributors brings a different perspective. And so you have one book here that represents many, many layers, many faces, many faces of experience, many faces of possibilities. And I would love when we come back to talk about some of these contributors and to talk about what this book brings forth for each of us to discover. Let's take a short break, everyone. And by the way, we have three copies of Cannabis and Spirituality to give out. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, contributors to the book, their experience, their dedication, and what their message is. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Thank you. The 25th Annual Women of Wisdom Conference, Remember Who You Are, Honoring Ourselves, We Heal the World, is this February 16th through the 20th. WOW is calling for women to gather. This is the time for women to step into our power, support each other, share our stories, empower our dreams, and build leaders for our community and the next generation of women. Join us for life-changing, intimate workshops on diverse topics such as music, dance, art, sexuality, relationships, healing, goddess wisdom, life purpose, and more. Join us and be witnessed, valued, and inspired to discover your purpose and share your stories. WOW is one of the longest-running women's spirituality conferences in the world. You can register for individual events or enjoy the whole weekend. This February 16th through the 20th, visit womenofwisdom.org. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? 
Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. When your body is awakened, your spirit comes alive. Dana Canetto is a transformational guide, embodiment coach, and spiritual mentor assisting women in realigning with their truth and embodying who they are by connecting to the wisdom of their body. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network for Body Divinity Radio with Dana Canetto. For more information on Dana and her services, visit danacanetto.com. That's D-A-N-A-C-A-N-N-E-T-O.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on here. Thank you so much for everything you do uh, in support of the show. But most importantly, we love hearing from you. Today, I am really thrilled to introduce you. uh, Well, first of all, introduce you to a number of different perspectives, which Stephen is going to talk about here in a minute. Um, You know, Stephen Gray, the author of the book, Uh, But here's what I want to say before we get to that. There's much more information that you're going to be able to find out if you take a look at uh, Stephen's website. Can, Can you please tell folks, number one, how they can find out more about you, but also how they can get their own copy of the book? Sure. Well, I have a website, as you mentioned, it's uh, cannabisandspirituality.com. Mm-hmm. There's also a Facebook group, which I encourage people to join and submit. Uh, I'm actually, I'd like to see both of those channels as ways for people to communicate with each other. So I'm very open to people submitting posts and uh, I, I have to approve them, of course. So there's some kind of quality control, but I'd love yeah. to hear people both you know personal testimonials about how cannabis has benefited them spiritually or you know even somewhat more you know intellectual material whatever mm-hmm. um, so the Facebook group is called cannabis and spirituality all very easy to remember um, and as far as uh, getting the book uh, I, I know that Barnes and Noble is carrying it I know mm-hmm. that Amazon is carrying it and my and also if you go to my website there is a page where you can, uh, there's a button. It's not. I'm not selling it directly myself uh, from the website, but you can. The button will go send you to Barnes and Nobles or Amazon or the publisher themselves. Inner traditions. Uh, also, I'd like to just put in a word for small bookstores because, yeah, yeah. as we all know, uh, the book business is difficult these days um, for both publishers and sellers, and especially for small sellers. So, if you have a local bookstore. They may have not have thought of carrying it, but if you call them up, they'll they'll, they'll be able to order it from your traditions. I love it. I love it. 
Um, let's do this. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Love to get a copy of the book. And here's why. You know, Stephen, let's, let's, let's take folks on a journey here. What I said before, and I talked to you about it during the break, is this. You know, here we are, and you could have written one book and gathered a lot of information and put it out there. But what, what happens in this book is a dialogue with people various people about their perspective about what you know their experience has been um about the connection between uh cannabis and spirituality now clearly if we want to read back ancient wisdom ancient experience ancient rituals that's one thing but the other part of it is real life bring it fast forward to contemporary times and why this is so important. Let's talk a little bit about the contributors. If you would tell us, you know, how is it that these contributors come together and are they all in agreement? Well, if we have time for a brief anecdote. Uh, yeah, please. Since her chapter is the first chapter after the uh, um, forward and the introduction, I'd like to say uh, something about Kathleen Harrison. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm also the co-organizer of a conference in Vancouver called the Spirit Plant Medicine Conference. And my primary task has been dealing with presenters, getting them, relating with them, etc. And uh, we've had Kathleen Harrison at our conference three times. Some people might know her uh, through her uh, former husband, Terrence McKenna, who was a major voice in the psychedelic movement until he mm -hmm. died in 2000 or so somewhere around there um, but she's a she's she's amazing she's brilliant she's um, a really wise soul and a beautiful writer uh, she's never written a book but she's written essays for various other people including this book of course um, and she's she writes with such intimacy and sensitivity and she's one of those people that has such a high standard that uh, she, she, she reminds me of Leonard Cohen in the sense that she can justify any any word that she puts down on paper. Um, so if, if people read her chapter, you can trust what she is saying. Um, and and so she was actually kind of the trigger for the book because four years ago we were sitting in my car in the rain outside of Banyan Books, and I mentioned that I had been thinking that cannabis needs to be redressed as a spiritual ally because the, as it spread rapidly this was not really being talked about even though it has this ancient and widespread history so she said well you know I I said I didn't think I had a book in, a whole book in in me to do that um, which is kind of what you were referring to earlier yeah. and yeah. she said well you know if you did that book I think it would be an important book and I would contribute to it so that was kind of the motivation to you know to make a 100 percent commitment to moving forward with the project and then as you implied that ended up with 17 other well 17 contributors plus myself because i've written a couple of chapters as well yes yeah so kathleen uh, as long as we're talking about that uh she has a deep understanding of our relationship to plants altogether she's a world-renowned ethnobotanist and so her chapter is called Who Is She? And uh, something about the personification of the plant. Uh, she talks about the spirit of the plant and how you might treat this plant as an honored friend that you've invited into your home and, you know, relate to it with that level of respect and reverence even, you know, rather than just sort of thinking of it as a, a casual commodity or consumer product. And that actually treat it 
as an as the advanced spiritual medicine that many people understand it to be. Um, so that's she she just has a number of things to say about that, which is which are quite beautiful. Uh, and also, uh, while I'm mentioning her, it might be worth mentioning that several of the contributors, including myself, make reference to some cautions that one might pay attention to in their cannabis use, because, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, as we know, uh, cannabis can be, uh, well, addictive is a questionable word, because on the physiological level, it's, it's addictive uh, qualities are minor, you know, you can, as many people know, millions of people have sort of just suddenly stopped taking cannabis and mm -hmm. in their lives and it's never been a major issue for them perhaps a few days of you know mm -hmm. changed sleep patterns or whatever mm -hmm. uh, but uh psychologically the dependency factor can be intense so she has a very interesting page or two in her chapter about how people can get seduced into this kind of cozy place with it and she's seen a number of particularly for some reason young males who have this tendency to to uh, sort of become I think she even uses the word wedded to the plant yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. where that becomes even more important than their relationships with other people and the what she calls the daylight world altogether um, yeah. so that's an interesting one as well well I and I think it's it's a point well noting and you know the reason that it's a point well noting is uh, at least from from my perspective is that you know when we looked at the dialogue around do it well let's just let's just digress for a minute when the, we looked at the dialogue that that occurred with uh, do we legalize it do we not legalize it is 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 it you know addictive does it lead to a b c d if people have issues with alcohol is this a problem for them and it goes on and on and on and and that dialogue dialogue really took precedence over are we really sitting on you know something that has some qualities to it that can transform lives and heal bodies and so it was really refreshing over the past five years to hear multiple perspectives right mm -hmm. and in the book you're really clear there is a psychological dependency i mean clearly if you if you talk to people there really is but yes. is it a psychological dependency and that's not what this show is about but is it a psychological dependency that transcends uh, nighttime sleep aids? And we're, you and I are not going to go there because this is really looking at what these folks are talking about with the spiritual nature of this. These are all other questions that the authors and contributors, though, Stephen, have brought to the forefront, isn't it? Oh, yes. Well, we could skip up to chapter, I don't know what it is, around <laughs> 15 with Mariano da Silva. He's an ayahuasca shaman from Brazil, uh, a, a revered elder yes. community. And uh, he he's stresses quite strongly the disadvantages of uh, frequent use, uh, uh, daily use of cannabis. Daily. I just want to yep. clarify for your listeners because a, lo a lot of people do use cannabis daily and yep. th that's fine. It works for them. Um, uh, you know, people need it for medical reasons. Some people, uh, I don't know how many people, but definitely some people find that a light dosage, perhaps two or three times a day, 
uh, puts them into kind of balance, a balanced state. Uh, the plant is also referred to it as having a quality of uh, uh, generating homeostatic balance. Um, and Joan Bellow, by the way, we're skipping around a bit. I won't yeah, that's there. okay. But she talks about that, how the plant creates this homeostatic balance in the body, uh, in the mind body, actually. So um, some people can, can and perhaps need to use cannabis daily for balance and for medical reasons. And I have no judgment or qualm with that. Uh, what Mariano da Silva talks about and others as well, that he's more than any in, in the books kind of stresses that he said cannabis, uh, he calls it Santa Maria, uh, in, or Spanish for St. Mary, of course. Um, and excuse me, he says that uh, Santa Maria can produce transcendental effects. However, he says, if I use it daily, all those kinds of effects are lost to me. Um, so what Mariano suggests for the deeper work of uh, with spiritual work with cannabis is to try to keep it down to about once a week, basically, you know, sort of five to seven days in between times. And he says that's the way he uses it, except uh, he also, he and his people also sometimes use cannabis for important conversations where something where they need to get into a deeper level of insight, because as we know, cannabis can sort of trigger lateral thinking, uh, creative stimulation, and uh, can open up channels of thought that are were previously hidden sometimes. So they will use it in a disciplined way that way. But otherwise, he tends to use it uh, in a meditative kind of a way. Uh, uh, he said that he lives in the jungle in Brazil, and he'll go for a walk in the jungle, and do what he calls special meditations. He doesn't actually describe those in the chapter, so I don't know what they are. But yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things also, I want to make sure, yeah, I want to make sure we do is you know get to the notion of what are what are some of the spiritual experiences? And again, we'd love to give another copy of the book away, 1-800-930-2819, Cannabis and Spirituality, 1-800-930-2819. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Bree Gibbs is a fourth-generation high priestess with the knowledge to raise your vibration and conscious creation. Offering a wide variety of services from goddess light and shamanic healing seminars to private reading sessions, Bree works with you so you too can stand in your own power. Isn't it about time you took your life into your own hands? For more information about Bree's services and products, visit silvergaia.com. That's silvergaia.com. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. 
Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine, and my show is Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. When we're bogged down with our emotions, the hardships that plague us in our relationships, at work, our finances, we literally can't see the higher plane where we could be operating from. Tune in to Leslie Fontaine, Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to Dynamics of Diversity Radio, scripting the new narrative for immigration with leading experts, Kripa Upadya and Steve Tanijo on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will remove the noise that often accompanies discussions on this topic and share a new perspective on the dynamics of immigration and diversity, ever reminding us that together we are all at the core of innovation, excellence, and positive change. Visit OrbitLawPLLC.com for upcoming topics. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, and like I said before, love to give copies away of Cannabis and Spirituality, you know, fabulous uh, book here that Stephen Gray has put together. Um, we're talking about the fact that this book has been put together in a way where multiple contributors, authors have come to share their story and to share their, you know, their experience. Um, also, it also talks about some of the insights in the book. Uh, and and Stephen is just giving you a, a, a just a snippet of, of what he discovered. I, I think that I, I want to get to this conversation about spirituality. And for those of you out there, got another book to give you. One eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. Let's talk about spirituality. And from your perspective, and from the author, Stephen, can you define what that experience is we're talking about here? Well, that could be pretty arrogant of me, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Somebody's yeah. got to do it. <laughs> and I know it's not going to be me. Yeah, Go ahead. Well, uh, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't say, uh, as I understand what enlightenment is, that I've reached that state mm-hmm. in any kind of permanent way whatsoever. Although I feel like I've had glimpses of what you might call unconditioned reality. Um, so, yeah, thank you. It's a good question. And here's my best shot at it for the moment. In a few words, um, uh, my my way of thinking or talking about uh, spirituality uh, is very strongly influenced by Tibetan Buddhism. I was quite involved with it for about twenty years, 
uh, and and the Buddhists were really good with the language around all that stuff. Uh, they had a, a couple thousand years up on the cold plateau there without television to to meditate and and put things together, you know. Um, so uh, basically, what the teaching is um, is that there is something that it transcends all concepts, all religions, all ways of talking about it that is intrinsic to all human beings, which is that in Buddhist terms, if you want, if you will, we are all Buddha, we are all awake by nature. That is our core unconditioned nature. It's not um, something that you, you know we can uh, pursue through concept particularly, although you know ideas and teachings help, of course. It's something we have to experience. And the way we experience it in a general sense is by undoing all the layers of obscuration that we put in front of us or in between us in this unconditioned state of uh, enlightenment or awakened heart, as they actually call it in Tibetan Buddhist teachings. Bodhicitta, awakened heart, um, is natural and intrinsic. It's who we are when we release, let go, dissolve the various obscurations. So we can't be glib about these obscurations. They're the package that we have put together, which in Buddhist terms you would call ego, which have helped us survive as we've grown up in this kind of crazy world. You know, we put this we put this kind of narrative package together as how we understand who we are and what the world is, and that has helped almost all of us survive up to the point we are now. However, it's also our limitation. Uh, and using another kind of Buddhist analogy. We've created a cocoon around ourselves that has kept us, as we see it, safe. The problem, for one thing, is that it requires constant maintenance. In Buddhist terms, ego is synonymous with struggle. We're, we, we actually have to ward off this unconditioned state. We actually have to, in a sense, fight against it and try to keep ourselves separate. That's what they talk about, that ego is the illusion of a separate self disconnected from the universe or from the divine, from the planet, whatever, you know. So um, the way that we wake up, which is, again, my attempt to answer your question, is we, uh, we have to come more and more into the present. And I think it's really important for people to understand that uh, it's not accessed through thought. In fact, thought is the, way, the primary way that the, this separate self, this ego, obscures reality by creating a layer of what you might call noise or overlapping thought that keeps us, in a sense, limited within this narrative we've created, the story of ourselves. And so we have to allow that to soften up. We have to allow this cocoon to sort of melt, as it were. Um, it's a very challenging thing to do. It's the sort of ultimate scary thing to do in a sense because it's letting go of who we thought we were and what we thought the world was and allowing the world to be what it is. Buddhist teachings talk about landing on what is, you know, and they say it's actually ordinary reality. You know, we can't get too woo-woo and, and glorifying about all this. It's actually ordinary reality. Uh, they, they talk about uh, awakening as arriving on basic sanity, you know? So where cannabis comes into that is, well, actually, let me just say a wee bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, silence, mental silence is essential to the awakening process. We have to be able to allow 
gaps in our thinking mind to open up to this unconditioned reality. Um, one of my favorite spokespeople on that topic is the Persian mystic poet uh, Rumi, many people know of now, R-U-M-I, if you don't know who he is. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Um, he talks a lot about this. He says things like, in his poems, things like, silence is the language of God, all else is poor translation. You know, um, mm. let go of your thoughts. Don't let the moon of your thoughts cover over your heart, you know. A whole bunch of things that he says about that. Um, the very straightforward notion that we have to get out of our own way to allow the natural awakening process to unfold in us. Um, it doesn't require you know, concept in that sense. It just requires practice and experience. That's why te- uh, traditions like Buddhism uh, stress meditation. And when I say meditation, I'm particularly talking about the most simple versions of meditation where you just pay attention to the breath, recognize that you're thinking, recognize that that isn't your essential core, um, without judgment, let those thoughts go and come back to the breath. No matter how challenging that is, because people say, oh, I can't meditate, I'm too busy mind, whatever. Yes, you can if you persevere. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can't judge yourself for being a busy-minded person. You know, Most of us are to some degree or another. You just have to work with it. And where cannabis comes into that is that it amplifies that process. It energizes that process. It potentially deepens it. Um, and in that sense, it's an advanced spiritual medicine because it actually can raise the stakes and make it somewhat more, it can make it more difficult to uh, enter into that space um, because of that amplified energy that it brings into the scenario. But if you can channel it, if you can ride it like a wild horse almost, you can learn to kind of harmonize with the horse, tame the horse as it were, the horse tames you at the same time, mm-hmm. and, and go deeper. This is where cannabis is a spiritual ally because it can deepen the process of entering into the moment, into nowness. Yeah, you know, I was really struck by, um, you, you know, look at the chapter in here, and I want to take a short break and come back and 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 talk about it. I I was really fascinated by the chapter in here, working with the spirits working with the spirits and the reason that I wanted to talk about that because many folks may or may not enter in to the spiritual nature of cannabis with an idea that there is a possibility to work with the spirits work in the spirit realm you know the inner world I think as was mentioned in another um Another chapter of the book. When we come back, I would love to hear from you about what working with spirits has looked like for these folks and what this possibility might be for people listening to the show. Uh, We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Questions for you out there? 1-800-930-2819. And yes, we have one more copy of the book to give away. We'll be right back with the show. Hello, Dr. Green Thumb. Paging Dr. Green Thumb. Hello, my name is Dr. Green Thumb. Hello. I'd like to tell you just where I'm from in the kill for the tree. So what is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? 
Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. This is Sarah Luce from Small Steps Big Breakthrough Radio. I want to invite you to join me and women across the globe for my sister spirit party. Where we're going to be teaching you how to lose those limiting beliefs, toss the struggles, lose all the old stories that keep you stuck so that you can leap fully into your power in 2017. Girl, the world needs you to shine right now. So please join us for this powerful and fun group mentoring called Sister Spirit Party. And now, till February 10th, I'm going to give you $50 off your enrollment. So go to sarahloose.com and enter your coupon code SISTER50 for your enrollment discount. Girl, we need you to shine. Join us. Join the Sister Spirit Party. Let's get your power on. Be unstoppable. Who do executive women count on for up-to-date information on everything from stilettos to being heard in the boardroom? To achieve excellence, you must first take control of your life and develop a successful strategy with the Unstoppable Diva. Tune in to Up or Out with Connie Fife, Mondays 5 p.m. Eastern, as she cuts through the BS to guide you to become bold, connected, and unstoppable. For more information, visit uporout.com. Beyond being this amazing neurologist, inventor, author, Dr. Dan Cohen has been called to look at technology and look at personal and spiritual development and merge these together. This technology uses the healing and psycho-spiritual effects of synchronized sounds, vibrations, electromagnetic fields, and how that interacts with us in our nervous system in what we're calling the Soltech Chair. The Soltech Lounge induces profound levels of relaxation that transition over time into deep meditative states. The synchronized sound vibration and magnetic field induce these states. The subject doesn't have to work at it. To learn more, go to soltechwellbeing.com. That's S-O-L-T-E-C, well-being. Well, let me get to the point. Let's roll another joint. Turn the radio to laugh. I'm too alone to be proud. You don't know. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. If you want to find out more about me, you could either just Google Dr. Pat or the Dr. Pat Show, 
or you could go to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Um, and if you sign up for a newsletter, you know, we just simply let you know what the lineup is for the week uh, and share some articles and information. Uh, Stephen, for you, please give out your website again and let folks know how they can get a copy of the book. Sure. The website is cannabisandspirituality.com. You can, uh, in the, I think it's under the book uh, menu uh, for, for Cannabis and Spirituality. There are buy buttons there, but I'm not selling it directly. Those send mm-hmm. you either Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and also the publisher, Inner Traditions. Uh, so Barnes & Noble is carrying it, and Amazon, and the publisher, of course. And also, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I personally would like to encourage people to try to get their local bookstore to, to, uh, to bring it in because I think it will sell at those kinds of stores. It's doing mm-hmm. very well so far. And those kinds of stores need support. Yeah, and they do. Fact, just in case there's anybody out there listening who uh, uh, know, is involved with a bookstore that would be interested in having me do a book talk and signing, I'm very interested and open to doing all that. I'm just in Vancouver, so not all that far away from you people in Washington State there. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, for all of you out there, you know how to make this happen. Um, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about, you know, the spirit or spirit nature of the plant. Um, And, you know, there are various, uh, as you and I were talking about, uh, there are various degrees of how that works for people. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, in this way that I've been speaking about uh, today about the amplification process. Uh, cannabis potentially, especially with intention and some kind of disciplined focus, opens up channels um, and the mind-body connection is all integrated, a holistic uh, integrated connection. So uh, one way of talking about it is it just simply opens it up, opens us up to our own unconditional wisdom. Our, our, our primordial intelligence, using another Buddhist term there. Uh, so there's that way of talking about it. And then as far as, you know, do you personify that in any way? I, you know, that depends on the person. Actually, perhaps this might, uh, as I mentioned during our break, there's some different views in the book about that. Some of the contributors don't really talk about that aspect of it, uh, or the so-called spirit in the plant and others do somewhat more directly, particularly, I think you mentioned Hamilton, you didn't mention his name, but Hamilton, yeah. um, he talks about the head medicine spirit and how it's really important to contact the head medicine spirits of any plant. He also works with ayahuasca and talks about that. Um, here's, here's, here's a lovely little story that might uh, help put some of that in perspective. I'll, I'll keep it really short here. Uh, the um, as I mentioned, they, they call it Santa Maria in Brazil. And uh, there was a, a man who had a, a community, a religious community, working with ayahuasca in the jungle in Brazil. And uh, this was back in the 60s and 70s, 1960s and 70s. And they did not have cannabis around there. I don't think they were even really familiar with it from the way I've heard the story. And then uh, in the 70s, the, the sort of hippies started to find out about this place and started migrating over there some of them and this young man came in had some of the cannabis with him felt a little embarrassed about having it in this place and went to the head person and said yeah, I have this stuff here I'm not sure what to do with it and the and the leader said well here give it to me and I'll check it out so he went and did himself a little ceremony with this this plant that he had not experienced before and he came back and said oh I had a very clear vision uh, 
I had a vision of a woman in a garden and she spoke to me and she showed me around her garden and she said, this plant that you've taken, this is my plant. This is a plant from my sacred garden. And, so, and if you care to take on this responsibility, what I'd like you to do with this plant is um, teach people that it needs to be returned to its proper mistress. And so because they were a syncretic religion that involved both indigenous and Christian elements, they used the Christian language. And they, he referred to her as, as the Virgin Mary, but also that's synonymous with Mother Mary and Mother Earth and what they in South America sometimes refer to as Pachamama. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, perhaps the best attitude, whether one personally has any direct experience of that, is to think uh, – uh, that cannabis or Santa Maria is a spirit plant granted to us by whatever you want to call it, God, the creator, the spirits, uh, Mother Mary, as a gift that we can use when we use it wisely. Okay, so that's that's kind of, a, I would say, a key there. Um, while we, During the break, I yeah. was actually looking at a quote that I pulled out from Kat, Kathleen Harrison. She said, uh, she responds more fully if invited in a respectful way. She brings gifts too, gifts both great and subtle. She facilitates understanding and she helps us release for a moment from the unconscious patterns that bind us too tightly. So I think that's kind of the key there. No matter what you think about the spirit of the plant, uh, it's that she brings gifts that if we use them and channel them can be of great benefit to us. Yeah, you know, here we are in touching upon what ancient rituals, ancient spiritual practices are being brought forth. And, you know, the book and, the, and, and you as well have done a phenomenal job in, you know, bringing different perspectives to the table and, and having people share what they've discovered. Uh, and, and and along the way, what the journey's been like. I love that this talks about everything from connecting to God uh, to to manifesting uh, uh, money in the world. And and this is really fascinating. So thank you for for doing this. Thank you for bringing it to, to the forefront. I have one last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Well, thank you for asking that. And I, I think I'd be kind of repeating myself, but I will. Okay. <laughs> that uh, If you treat cannabis with respect uh, and learn to use it uh, and treat it as an advanced spiritual medicine and not a casual commodity or consumer product uh, for this kind of work, you know, not excluding other ways of using the plant, it, but it's really important that People know what they're doing with it, that they're in control of it rather than being seduced into a dependent relationship with the plant, uh, possibly for deeper spiritual work, less frequently than daily, given again that people need it oftentimes for medical uses daily, et cetera, et cetera. But to learn how to channel, uh, channel that energy, Joan Bellow in her chapter talks about that it's an accumulated process. It's not something that just happens right away. Same with spiritual awakening altogether. You don't just wake up today, you know. Uh, you have experiences, of course, but over time it's a relearning about how to trust 
the moment rather than our ideas about reality, to trust the energy and wisdom of our body and the experience of the moment. In Buddhist teachings, they say the guru becomes, the phenomenal world becomes the guru. Yeah. Let's can amplify that process. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so very much. Thank you. For those of you that uh, are just tuning in, if you want to find out more, go to the website, Cannabis and Spirituality. Find out about Stephen. Find out how you can connect and get involved. Certainly, you'll be able to take a look at the book, take a look at the blog, all of the above. Stephen, thank you for the conversation today. Well, thank you very much for your interest, Pat. Anytime. And you know, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Dr. Glenna Rice. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.